Hello and welcome to the 4D Human Being Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with life, leadership and love. We're here to help you gain insights and practical tools on human psychology and human behavior so that you can really get back to choice and expand your options on how you show up and how you live your life. The 4D is your fourth dimension, and that's all about your intention, your choice, taking back control so that you are happening to the world rather than the world simply happening to you. So whether it's your career, conflict, communication or collaboration, we've got some fabulous interviews with great experts and of course our own 4D life hacks and chats on anything and everything that helps us be the 4D human being that we know we can be. So if you're looking to improve your impact at work, your relationships, your well-being, whether it's family relationships, friends or how we simply make the best of our lives, This is all about getting back to choice, taking control and getting intentional, taking you from a 3D human doing to a 4D human being. Do enjoy. Can we see if we can live with the fly? I think we'll make it part of our part of our talk. Part, what what part, happens? Part of the environment. Thanks for the tea. No flies on me. Actually, <laughs> not true. One. one big one. I got one the other day. Oh, I know. I know. Now that's happened. I try. And, I know. And we. I used to kill a fly, but I wouldn't kill. I try and to I, kill a fly now. Th- that has definitely happened. Yeah. That unwillingness. Is that like a stage in life? Is it? A, is it a stage? Is it a stage in life? Is it? Is it? An, is it? Does it happen as you get older? As you have less time <laughs> that you value, maybe the short time a spider or, or a fly. I know what you're going to say now. Spiders are different. They don't count. No, I'm no, saying you're not spider. Saying they don't. Yeah, same as spider. The short, the relatively short time. Because I mean, some of these little creatures literally come into being have one task and pop off don't yes it? i mean it's very brief simple, simple. <laughs> we were talking about this weren't we the complexity i know and how a simple task like a re- there's the fly that fly that feels quite loud here i don't know if the listeners yeah, can hear we'll it, see if it we'll loud. see if that if the road microphone picks it up i mean that fly's got one task which is to get out I can't oh. open the window because of the podcast and computer setup. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. He or she is a, a, is trapped for the next yeah. half an hour in any case. But yes, the simplicity of a task when we are witnessing quite a lot of overwhelm. We'll use that today okay. in our using the four D two C. But the complexity of what we're all holding, both in our domestic lives, social lives, professional yep. lives, and. When you get a task, I've been talking to a few people about this, that is quite repetitive yet quite creative. Yeah. So, you know, like, um, I don't know, digging a flower bed. Yeah, laying a patio. Laying a patio that's repetitive, but you can see the progress and you don't have to use too much of your brain. Yes. Suddenly feels quite appealing. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be a fly, though. No? Not going to lie. What no. makes you say that? Just a bit dirty. Yeah, but you don't know that as the fly. I suppose you don't. You're know that all right as the fly. with that as yeah. the fly. 
There's something about being the fly that yeah. wouldn't be annoying. Maybe, yeah. That's true, actually, yeah. It's the fly that annoys, be the annoying thing. Well, actually, that, that that's not dissimilar to, um, who said it, Kirsty, somebody who's an in interior design. She said, better to live in the ugly house and look at the oh, beautiful house sort of, yeah. than uh, live in the beautiful house and look at the ugly house. Something yes, to be said about something that. Something to be said, <laughs> although that might be encouraging terrible behaviour <laughs> that you personally don't have to put up with, but everyone else does. We digress, but in a way, we don't digress in a way we don't everything is linked everything we talk about super segue Andy I took the first super segue Seriously. Everything that we talk about is related to the four dimensions and the two contexts in which we live. Everything. It's a fundamental, foundational, and fabulous. I love just I just I literally love alliteration. I mean I literally it for me it makes the difference between whether I'm going to like something or not. Oh, yeah. So the 42C is an integral model, so it's very broad, and we would call it the foundational model. So we talked about it in our previous podcast, and today we're going to take a little bit of time to talk about application, how you can apply it, because you can apply it absolutely everywhere. And for all of the tools we have around communication, presentation skills, leadership teams, well-being, feedback, difficult conversations, all of those fabulous tools, this is the foundation is the foundation so you can yeah. you can use this model if you do nothing else to use this model and everything else yes sits on top so just to say for those of you who are new uh, listeners you're listening to philippa and penelope from 40 human being and if you haven't listened to the previous episode which is episode one in season two press pause right now and go back and listen to that uh, if you absolutely don't want to do that then i will just say that the 42c model that philippa has been referring to is our foundation model of human development human existence and it stands for four dimensions and two contexts and, and we'll four, talk about yeah those. the four dimensions are your physical emotional and intellectual dimension that's your three your fourth dimension is your intentional dimension this is about getting back to choice and the two contexts are of course the world that we live in and that is the environment in which we live and the weather the tech everything around us and also the, the second context is people, relationships, yeah. culture, the people that we are surrounded by. So that's a very quick whiz through the 42 And we C. dived into that into more, in more detail in Is it episode. dived or dove? I think it's dived. Is it? I think it's dove. I dove into the pool. I dived into the pool. I think, mm. I think you can use... But I guess it depends what, how old, how bare wolf you want to go. Because <laughs> I think dove. Do you? Definitely works. Oh, I definitely think dived. Mm, I, I might use more words like dove and behoof. <laughs> And forthwith. Yes, and forthwith. <laughs> so we dived into the 4D2C model in episode one. And this episode, we're going to be looking at how you can really use the model, apply it in life, get more sense out of life and make choices oh, in life. Oh, can you though? <laughs> can you? I definitely can. Can you get more sense out of life? Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to, can I just pop an existential in? Go on. Just if you're interested in the old existential. And there's a lot of it about at the moment. I can feel it rising like a tidal <laughs> yes, wave. True. What's the point is the basic existential <laughs> question. But I just want to throw this in and we'll definitely come back to this in another podcast. But just in case you are wrestling with the what's the point question, just a little mind game to play is if you can get behind that existential question and realising 
even in asking the question of what is the meaning of all of this, you are making meaning. Ooh, you cannot, you literally can't avoid meaning. It's turtles all the way down. Some of you will know what that means. You cannot get behind it. You're always making meaning, even when you think there's no meaning. Isn't that just, I think that is a wonderful mind game. Okay, we'll leave you with that little existential mind bender and let's get applied. We came up earlier with three things, but I think you've added to the list. I definitely added. So what are the headlines, Phil, in terms of how we can... There are, there are endless applications, but endless. let's look at just some. I mean, you could apply this to, <laughs> you know, a first date. I mean, literally Good. anything. We're going to do a pretty quick whiz through giving somebody feedback, um, a team or client meeting, a presentation. Those two, they'll, they'll combine pretty easily. We're going to touch on well-being because it's a big piece, obviously, that we do, and it's really important. It's got a slightly different application. And then we're going to look at a social event, whether you're hosting or going to a social event, which we use oh, this for talk for social events all the time. Yes, it's we a do. great decision-making tool. If, isn't in fact, it? if you only make a decision in one of the dimensions. <laughs> chances are yeah. it's not going to be the best decision socially. Yeah. Okay, let's let's look at how this works. So if you imagine those those four dimensions in two contexts, physical, emotional, intellectual, intentional, and two contexts, environment and people. So let's think about feedback. Now, the one dimension that often really takes over in a lot of situations, but particularly with feedback, is the emotional indeed dimension and to some extent the relational but the emotional dimension the worry about giving critical feedback so you can broaden out your fears and slightly dilute the emotional one that takes over and starts driving that big old bus and careering you either to avoiding giving feedback or to sort of doing it by text or something. Yes, or giving it in a slightly unskillful way. Yeah, or giving it in a way that it doesn't really land. Yeah. Just so, no, it all seems fine. So if you think about feedback, rather than just thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? They're going to feel terrible, is to start broadening out. So physically, how you sit in a space. Yes. So if you are sitting with a large sort of uh, desk between you or sort of a long sort of 20 foot dining table between you. Where do um, you, who do you get, do you give feedback to the butler? Where did I see that? I saw that. That must have been in some sort of historic period drama. Where, oh, yes, at the each end. Yes, where the husband and wife are sitting at each yeah. end of the, of the dining yeah. table. And it just, it speaks volume. Yeah. I tell you where I, I, did, I, tell you where I did see it. I think it was um, Putin perhaps was being interviewed by journalists oh, as well. Yes, yes, yes. So it just kind of speaks, just, just, the proxemic and in terms of furniture between you in a meeting already is saying a lot. That is a really good point though, because I was actually thinking about the face to face, so opposite a table facing each other, which of course is exactly how you would draw battle lines, yes. how, how armies would come towards yes. each other. But you're right, it's also the distance because we are very, very influenced by the proxemic. Yes, yeah, so sort of shouting across yes. the room, you didn't do a very, you good, didn't a very good job. <laughs> and also, I don't want to get too close to you because you're a bit contaminated with that terrible piece of work. Or I'm terrified of Or I'm terrified of you. <laughs> so, exactly. So, absolutely. So, physical, are you sitting with your arms folded? Have you got a table between you? Are you face to face? Are you making eye contact? Are you making eye contact? Are you shoulder to shoulder? Are you sitting more kind of casually like in a, you know, like a, like corner seats, like soft, soft chairs. We'll come to environment in a minute. Um, are you um, sort of leaning forward? Is your eye line level with the other person? All of the, phys- what are you wearing? All of the physical things, going back to the story about 
the first theatrical agent I had and they were all sitting on much higher chairs and I was sort of sitting mm. on this low chair. Like these things really, really have an impact. Nothing right and wrong. It's all cause and effect. If you want to physically intimidate someone, get them to sit down and stand over them. Like that is clear. Yep. So physically, you can already create an environment that's really going to help give different yep. signals. So the first question would be for those of you uh, going into a feedback session, either giving feedback or receiving feedback, how much time do you spend thinking about how you're showing up and behaving yep. physically? Emotionally, be honest with yourself. How are you feeling? <laughs> if you're feeling scared or if you're feeling angry, know that manage it really become conscious about how you manage your own emotions and how you want the other person to feel and actually looking at the emotional dimension this slightly tips into the intentional but you can be explicit if you want this to be a friendly meeting if that's that's kind of what you want the feel to be then don't be afraid of using yes. using language like that saying yeah. you know we, while we're giving feedback i'd really like this to make make this a really regular kind of friendly catch-up yeah. so that we're kind of using the language that is going to help the emotional feel the yes field. and you're doing lovely gestures gestures as you're doing that so just bear in mind to make sure that your your physicality and your emotional intention is uh, are congruent that's a hard word for me to say it's congruent it's lovely word um, though so if you're sitting there with a sort of a frown on your face and your arms crossed but you're saying you know I really want this to be a friendly meeting just yes. bear in mind that the other person's brain is trying to read two distinct messages there yes and we will tend to read that visual won't yes. we um, so good so emotions be honest with yourself just pop the emotional dimension in the back seat don't <laughs> let them drive we've said this before it's absolutely normal if you're angry but listen to that anger and decode the emotional message. It might mean a line has been crossed. It might mean you've been let down, disappointed. These are all fine. This is all useful information. It's just that once you've decoded it, you want to pop Mr. or Mrs. Emotion in the back seat. Don't let them drive. Um, also, on the emotion, you might want to prepare yourself for what emotions might come yeah. towards you and just leave space for it. Yeah everybody has a right to their feelings yeah. we really try to avoid dealing with people's feelings but everyone's got a right to their own feelings it's their feelings they're not they don't have to engulf you yeah just let them have them intellectual get clear get clear uh, think about the language that you want to use think about what your core message is and think about the space that you're going to give. It's a nice word for a feedback session as well. So pausing uh, in the intellectual dimension is just as important as the words that you use. Yeah, as well. exactly. So just get real clarity. Don't overwhelm, you know, have three points. Yeah. Think past, present, future. Just get a really clean structure. There's a whole other, that's a whole other topic yeah. around the structure. But you just want to be thinking, actually, what are my points? And I yeah. just want to get those said and done. Keep it brief. Yes. Well, keep it to be brief, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Intention. I mean, this really ties in with the emotion because once you've got the emotion in the back seat, you can then <laughs> you, you can be a bit clearer. You can be a bit clearer because the emotion <laughs> will be more likely to be uh, feeling like they're going to blame or punish or be frightened or avoid. Yeah. Whereas the intention is probably going to be something more like collaborate, um, develop move forward help exactly. support something like that so once we can tap in to that intentional dimension really the jigsaw falls into place yeah a lot of the yeah, time absolutely so we would say in any of the work that we do what was your intention there and if you've ever come out of a, uh, of a sort of a very difficult feedback meeting and had to have a sort of debrief with the person because it didn't end very well the phrase may have come up 
that's not, not what my, I intended. Yes. That wasn't my intention. So that's a really clear sign that we probably haven't done a bit of 42C planning before the meeting and really set a clear intention. That's so lovely. And again, you can be really explicit with this at the beginning and say, look, I just want to be clear. My intention in this in this conversation is X, Y, and Z. And you might even say, and if at any point it doesn't feel like that, can you let me know, yeah. you know, feedback on the feedback. Like, and, and then you've got that lovely through line, that lovely trunk through the through the session of what, what the intention is. And that's a shared touchstone. Yeah. Uh, people, so obviously you've got a person sitting opposite you. You might have had feedback from other team members that you're also feeding back. Um, I mean, the big one on feedback is to really check in with the history of that relationship isn't it what history have you got with this person how do they tend to make you feel because you're going to drag all of that baggage in with you so with the relationship is really check the baggage and decide what can we leave at home yeah and could we just walk in with a toothbrush and (laughs) a bikini isn't it travel light (laughs) travel travel light emotionally and no doubt about that into the feedback relationship the other thing I would say as well is have a think before you go in about what that person needs in terms of how you're communicating Mm. with them so you will have a certain uh, emotion you will have a certain intention you will have a certain style of communicating and values bear in mind that you're probably better served to speak from their perspective rather than your perspective so if they are somebody that uh, needs some time to absorb uh, information Mm. if they are somebody that needs a a bit of appreciation and a bit of softness around their feedback whatever it is know something about them and try and tailor your style of communication to them it doesn't mean you have to change the underlying message it's the how you deliver it and you might even ask them if you don't know what yeah. what do you need from this you know what this makes me think of you're, you've got that story no names mentioned but from a, one of the roles that you had and your boss at the time only had to just give even a hint of some feedback to you yes. and you would feel it I, and act on I it I remember him saying once to me um, have we checked clause two of the and I, before he'd even finished the sentence I knew exactly what he meant yeah, and, and, you what, were like, and what oh, error I had made and yeah. I was like oh I'm and I ran off and I sort of I sorted it out but then equally later in the day I heard him absolutely tearing strips off of one of the other directors and what I realized was that it sounds dramatic but the impact that he had on the two of us was the same yeah. with a very different style yeah. of communication. Yeah. I think that's such a brilliant story is that she was much more used to a much more direct and yes. slightly yes. aggressive, yeah. not aggressive, but it's a robust way yeah. of communicating. Yeah. So that's really yeah. good. So what is going to work with this person? I it also that. makes me think of Carrie in Sex in the City when she gets her, um, she's with her Russian and he was quite uh, sort of quite d- direct to her and she said, I just need my coffee with a little bit of cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So does the person sitting opposite you need their coffee with a little bit of cream or can they take it straight um okay um and the final one of course is environment which is huge in feedback in terms of whose office are you in what room are you in you know there's the sort of joke about you know, the, the the room in the office that you get called to for the discipline or come to room 108 and everyone goes oh. so the environment already is really loaded if you're upstairs in the top it's office true. or if you're you know if you're giving feedback by the bathroom sink not the same no. you know it's not giving it the value so um it can be easy to think oh i'll go out for lunch but then if you're in a noisy public environment yeah. and you're giving some personal feedback so really think about the environment yeah. 
and the furniture. We're, we feel softer when we're on softer seats. You know, all of those yeah. things. Yeah, definitely. Give them a warm drink. We feel warmer when we... It's true, isn't it? Don't give them a cold drink. It's true, unless your intention is completely different. Yeah. And then, um, or you're very hot. Yeah, mm. well then give them a cold drink. <laughs> exactly. So that's your basic plan. And if you do that before a feedback session, you've got a great, great beginning. Before you would even use some of the um, 4D or other feedback tools. So you would apply that to a meeting. Yeah, so we're thinking, we, we can think about this both in terms of planning and arguably in terms of a sort of a, a dissecting or debrief yeah, as well. Exactly, afterwards. You can go, okay, yeah. that went well, what worked? Yeah. Or that didn't go right. And then start looking around the 4D2C and working out what could I have changed, even at a foundational level, um, to to, uh, to make that go better. So meeting, really similar yes. in terms of, I mean, all of those really similar. Again, you've got more people there um, to think about, but I think that that probably covers it. Yeah, we've much. got a great 4D2C planner that we use and we send out to our delegates and our clients. It's just a very simple document that you can use for planning. It doesn't take more than a couple of minutes, but it's very likely to make you change at least one thing about how you approach yeah. or set up a meeting. Yeah. Presentation, of course, you know, big one here, of course, yes. is the environment and the tech that you'd yep. want to be thinking about. I mean, I'm just going to say the word slides. I mean, we, you know, we, we become very unconscious about our environment, don't we, with, with presentations. And also we can often lose sight of the audience. Yes. And it can become, so if we work through it, we often don't think about the environment and the tech, too many slides. We don't necessarily think about the audience experience off the back of that. Because we're thinking about the intellectual information rather than the emotional and intentional yeah. experience. So you could almost kind of wind around the 4D2C and realise how heavy we are on the intellectual often in presentations when really we want to be thinking much, much more about the people, the relationships, um, the emotion and the intention. And of course, just, you know, two or three things that we find as examples of, of things that can very quickly change are if you if you use the 4D2C planner and don't focus just on the intellectual, if you set an intention, you set an emotional field, it's very likely that your language will change. It's very likely that your right. physical gestures will change. Uh, so it's a really, really useful way to check in and stop us going down a path that was unintentional. Exactly. The intention will do so much for you. So I'm going to touch on well-being as well here. So this really is a daily, weekly, monthly practice that you can think about your well-being just through fitness, of course, or through what you eat. And that's very much in the physical dimension when we start to think about well-being, whether it's personal or in a professional context within a business, if you start to think about it from a 4D2C perspective, you've suddenly got this whole range of areas that you can be thinking about and you get a much, much deeper, richer culture of well-being because you're thinking not only about your physical well-being, you're thinking about your emotional well-being. You're taking time out before the next meeting. You've got some sort of decompression time for yourself to manage your emotions. You create a culture where um, difficult emotions are, are accepted and also allowed to have um, a little bit of space where people can, um, you know, talk about an impact that might have, might have happened in a meeting. But actually, you start integrating that emotional well-being you start allowing people to have their genuine responses and helping them to manage them 
Um, on the intellectual, um, in terms of well-being, this is about positive thinking. So how to really noticing how your mind works in terms of whether it veers towards the negative or the positive. So we call that the positive percentage. How can you reframe situations in the intellectual? So you've got an intellectual mental well-being. And obviously, in terms of well-being, you've got relationships and the environment. Does your workplace have an environment that really, really promotes well-being? Is it kind of user-friendly, basically? Mm. And then, of course, with other people, how are you boosting other people's experience so that all of you are feeding into the collective well-being so that actually work is just a nice place to go, not because you're the only one making it a nice place to go, but because you know that everyone around you is feeding back into the system, is taking care of each other. I mean, that is such a big one. And I love the use of this model for well-being, partly because lots of well-being is around the, the talking and the the awareness which is which is absolutely wonderful and you as a psychotherapist know this more more than anything it's so it's like gold and we also need to think behaviorally about how we are exactly. taking care of our emotions as well exactly. so it's a wonderful way to look at it that's exactly. a model it's a full model we're going to just touch on one more piece before we go and that is either event going or event hosting and this is where the 42c can change your life so if you've been invited anywhere <laughs> this summer or someone said why don't you join us on holiday have a quick whiz <laughs> around the 42C. Well, it's true, though, isn't it? It's such I a know, game we, we mentioned the safari, didn't we, on the, la- on the last yeah. podcast. Um, but we, we think about it as well in terms of, I mean, Philip and I are not big festival goers, are we, Phil? If, as soon as you do a 42C, yeah, you start looking at the environment. For us. For us. How near the loos are, how loud the music yeah. is. I mean, you just start to map it. And it will map according to you, your preferences, yeah, exactly. your values, your way of living. For, for us... It doesn't matter well, does it? <laughs> so the 42C is brilliant. Physically, have you got standing seats or sitting seats? I mean, let's even start there. You know, how are you traveling? What's that What's that physically going to be like? Emotionally, what kind of state are you in or what kind of state are you likely to be in at this event? If it's a party, who's going to be there? Are they people that you want to spend time with? What's the environment like? Where is it? How are you feeling physically? Are you tired? Yeah, are you, exactly. Are you drained at the end of the are day? Are you pushing yeah. yourself yeah, yeah. when actually you go, I'm just tired. I've just got a big cross in that box. I'm going to leave it. So map your events in 4D2C and you really, really start to know which ones are going to work for you and which ones you can re- you can drop from your calendar. And of course, fundamentally, this is all about choice and being much more aware of our choices. So, you know, as, as Phoebe and friends said when she was asked out, you know, I, I can't come because... I don't want to. Um, <laughs> no, so, we can't say that. So. It's being much more choiceful <laughs> yeah. about how you live your life and what you choose to do. And this 42C model gives you the information you need to make those choices. Absolutely. So we wish you a fabulous foundation builder with the 42C model this summer and make choices about everything that you do in every moment to make it just better for everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the 4D Human Being Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please do tell your friends and colleagues. For more information on our programs, our on-demand courses, and to sign up to our monthly newsletter, do check us out at 4dhumanbeing.com. Until the next time.